0: Do you enjoy our podcasts? Help us to be able to continue creating quality content by visiting our merch store at store.another12.org. You'll find some great merch there, and the best part about it is that a portion of every purchase goes to support the work that we do. Welcome to Drippings from the Honeycomb, the official podcast of Another Twelve Ministries. We are so glad that you have decided to join us as we enjoy the sweetness of God's word one verse at a time. Why did Jesus perform so many healing miracles? In Matthew 21, 14, there's a really small, short verse that is neatly tucked into the discussion of Jesus' ministry within the temple during the Passion Week. And it says, the blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. Why is this so significant? Why does it matter that Jesus performed healings in the temple? If we read the Passion story, we know that Jesus came into the city of Jerusalem and he had this enormous welcome while he rode in on the back of a donkey and people were throwing down palm branches and their coats in front of him and crying out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And there was this tremendous stir in Jerusalem. And then we know that he went into the temple and he kind of created a ruckus by throwing out all of the money changers and flipping their tables over and driving them out. And in the Gospel of Matthew, his cleansing of the temple is followed up by this one simple sentence. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple, and he healed them. Now, there's nothing new about Jesus doing healing miracles. He had been doing healing miracles all around Judea, all around Galilee. He had been doing healing miracles everywhere he went. In fact, one of the places that we see he didn't really do a lot of healing miracles was actually in his hometown of Nazareth because there wasn't sufficient faith there. People didn't believe in him there. They rejected him as being the Messiah. They didn't recognize even his power, and so he didn't heal them. And throughout the Gospels, no matter what Gospel you're reading, you will see that faith is inextricably linked with healing. He healed those who had faith in him. The two go together, and many people that he healed ultimately became his followers. So why in the midst of the Passion Week, in the midst of this temple scene, did Matthew feel the need to put in a verse about Jesus healing people? Well, there's three specific words in this verse that make this healing account different from every other healing account found in the gospels. And those three words are at the temple. This is incredibly significant that Jesus was doing healing at the temple. Now, way back in Israel's history, When Israel was in the wilderness, when they were following Moses, God gave them commands to build this tent. It was called the tabernacle, and it was an ornate structure that was movable that would serve as a house of worship for the children of Israel. It was where the Lord would meet with his people. It housed the Ark of the Covenant, and the Shekinah glory rested on the Ark and filled the most holy place in the back of the tabernacle. And in this tabernacle, God had some very specific rules for the priests. Those who served in the holy place had to be without blemish. In other words, they could not have any physical malady. They couldn't be blind. They couldn't be lame. They couldn't have any illnesses. They couldn't have numerous different things that were wrong with them. These issues would disqualify them from coming before God. Now, that was not because God did not like or did not love people who were disabled. That was simply because under the old sacrificial system, God's holiness demanded that the person serving him must be fully pure and without blemish. That meant physical blemish or spiritual blemish. And so there were very specific purification rituals that God put in place to keep those who served before him from incurring the wrath of his holiness. It doesn't mean that he was per se angry with them, but when they were impure, if they came before him, he is so holy that he cannot be directly in the presence of any impurity, any sin. And so his wrath would break out against them to preserve his holiness, and he would destroy that impure person. And because of this, it extended to physical maladies as well. And from these laws the Jews also created ordinances around the temple for the same purpose. And since the temple had courts, it had an outer court and then an inner court and then a sanctuary and then the Holy of Holies, which again is where the Ark of the Covenant was, where the Shekinah glory rested, they had restrictions. So in the court of the Gentiles, everybody could come to that court. Everybody could be in that area. People who were Jews, people who were not Jews, people who were ill, All kinds of people, anybody, could come and worship God in that place, which is specifically why Jesus did not want the money changers operating in that space. That space was designed for prayer. It was designed for any person to come near to God and be able to worship him. But as you went closer in, the laws that govern purity to stand directly before the presence of God were enforced. And so only Jews could proceed past the court of the Gentiles. And only Jews that were pure physically could pass. So you could be a Jew, but if you were blind, you were restricted to the outer court of the Gentiles. In a very real sense, what this meant was that under the Old Testament covenant, if you had a physical issue, your access to God was restricted Now we know that God gives grace and we know that God has treated those who have called upon his name with grace throughout the pages of scripture. But the prescribed method of worshiping God under the Jewish system, which was given to the Jews by God for their worship of him, limited access to those who were not completely without spot or blemish. And so those who had physical problems were held at arm's distance in their worship because of the holiness of God and that simple reality is what makes this verse so radically crazy so radically insane of a change and because it's such a small verse and because where it's tucked in the story it makes it very easy to miss it makes it very easy to read over the verse and go oh Jesus is healing people again. And he is, just like he has been. But all along, there's been a deeper meaning behind the healings. There's been a bigger reason behind these healings. Yes, he had compassion on his people, but the healing was more than just healing them because he felt bad for them. Jesus was healing people as a symbol of showing that he had come to restore mankind's relationship with God. When a leper came to him who was an outcast of society and Jesus healed him, that leper was now included in society. When a woman who was bleeding came to him who was an outcast of society because she was continuously ceremonially unclean and he healed her, she was now able to be ceremonially clean and enter society. When a blind man came to him to be healed, he was someone who had to beg for a living in the past, but now he was able to enter society as a full member of society, not being disabled in any way. And when Jesus takes up a position in the temple after throwing out the money changers who were defiling the outer court of the Gentiles, God Himself meets with all of those who cannot go beyond the court of the Gentiles and he heals them there. The implications of what Jesus did in the outer court of the temple are simply earth-shattering in the society in which they happened. All of these people who have never been able to set foot inside the sanctuary of the temple, the inner court, because they were unclean, because of their physical sickness, are now restored to full health and are able to enter in as a full member of the covenant community and worship God directly. Jesus was tearing down the walls that kept his people from worshiping God because their physical issues kept them from being in God's presence because God's holiness would break out and destroy them. But Jesus had come to restore the relationship between God and man. Jesus had come to make a way for man to access God with the veil of Jesus Christ's blood between God and man. So that man could come directly to God, could call upon God, could even call out Abba Father, which is like saying Daddy in today's day and age. Could cry out to him as a father who loved them and not have any fear of any holiness breaking out against their sin or even their physical malady because the work of Jesus had purified them in the eyes of God. And so what Jesus is doing here in verse 14 is he's doing a physical representation of what he's going to do three or four days later in a spiritual way. Jesus is breaking down the walls for these disabled people by healing them, to now set foot in the inner court to have fellowship with God directly. And just a few short days later, he was going to die on a cross and take all the wrath of God. And as he hung on that cross, the veil that separated the Holy of Holies, where the Shekinah glory dwelt over the Ark of the Covenant, where anyone other than the high priest who dared to enter would be struck dead, would be ripped in two so that access directly to God the Father would be accessible to all who call upon the name of Jesus. There is no way for us to even wrap our mind around The incredible significance that this action would have had for a first century Jew suffering from a disability who went into the temple on that day and was healed by Jesus and suddenly looking up realized they could go further than they'd ever gone into the temple, deeper into the inner courts, closer to the presence of God, to worship God as a full member of covenant community. But if we think about it, Spiritually, everyone who is dead in their sins, we, when we were dead in our sins, were ostracized, kept back, held back from a relationship with God because our sins kept us from having a relationship with Him. Our sins kept us from entering covenant community with Him. But because of the work of Jesus on the cross, anyone who calls out, and repents and accepts Jesus Christ as Lord and dedicates their life to serve him to become a disciple of Jesus Christ, who receives the Holy Spirit, is healed, is made pure in the eyes of God the Father, so that he can now enter into the most intimate, deepest, closest possible relationship that is available with God the Father, which is adoption by God the Father as sons and daughters because of the work that Jesus did on the cross. This little tiny verse, hiding out in the text of Matthew 21, is an incredibly beautiful picture of the work that Jesus was about to do. It was a foreshadowing of what he was going to do a few days later, when he hung on the cross and made a way for man to enter into relationship with God the Father. I hope you enjoyed this episode of drippings from the honeycomb. If you would like to learn more about another 12 ministries and the work that we are doing to train youth ministry leaders to bring the gospel to young people, visit another12.org. If you would like to support our ministry, click on the donate link in the description below.